0: Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for February 20th, 2007. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined each week by our Orlando team, including Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. This week, we're going to tell you about the most popular news stories on the Diz, including the latest on Tiggergate. Also this week, we'll introduce our first installment of Send Bob to the Parks. Plus, we'll do listener emails and this week's edition of Roundtable Rapid Fire. On this edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Now before we get started, I want to say hello to those of you listening to us right now on Diz Radio. Starting this week, we'll be streaming our show on Diz Radio Wednesdays at one PM and Sundays at seven PM East at Eastern time. So we'll also include a link to Diz Radio in our show notes for those of you who want to go and check that out. So getting started, right off with the news, our number three story this week, the Blood Feud continues. Universal Orlando is aggressively promoting its new seven-day pass entitled The Early Bird Exclusive to counter the massive ad campaign that Disney has been running to promote their Year of a Million Dreams. With theme park attendance attendance waning for Orlando's number two destination and Disney starting to feel the pinch of the recent downturn in hotel occupancy around Orlando, both destinations are touting great deals designed to draw in the more budget-minded consumer. Universal's new pass offers seven days of unlimited admission to both Universal and Islands of Adventure for $85 per person, which is an unbelievable. I've never seen a price like that. Well, plus tax, but never seen a price like that. Uh, Sales of the new ticket, from what we understand, are very brisk, but we're hearing from sources inside Universal that it's not going to last forever, but they have not announced an official end date to that promotion. And unless you're not watching television, you can't miss the... Back and forth ads that we're seeing for uh, for both Disney and Universal pr- promoting both of these. I know even locally we're seeing a lot of these ads. And Julie, you saw some stuff when you were uh, up in Louisiana. And by the way, welcome back.
1: <laughs> yes, I did. We missed it you was last week. Visit Orlando.com or something like that. But it showed scenes from every place like SeaWorld, um, Universal, Disney, you know, and even including, I think, I want to say spots on iDrive. Which, you know, of course, that's another attraction, but not something that I think of, being a local.
2: <laughs> exactly. Disney also spent a lot of money on those Annie Leibovitz photos, those scary photos. With
1: are, I thought they were beautiful. Yeah, I thought they were I beautiful. I love them. The
2: oh. David Beckham one was a little
0: odd, but but that's the one that's getting the most attention. The
1: Scarlett Johansson Cinderella I is think the
2: Scarlett gorgeous. Johansson yeah. one is Oh, accessible. absolutely. The one with Beyonce is just a little scary. She yeah. looks, oh, really? She looks scared. See,
1: I think it's appropriate because Alice in Wonderland, I mean, she was scared. That was a freaky place to be.
2: I didn't care for him.
0: Beyonce's Beyonce's only scared because somebody else is going to be getting all the attention at the Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Did I say that? Um, Our number two story this week in one of the most confusing and complicated lawsuits in recent history, a U.S. district court judge ruled last week that the Beverly Hills family that owns the rights to Winnie the Pooh must continue to be paid royalties from Disney for use of the famous bear. The Schlesinger family of Beverly Hills inherited the merchandising rights to Winnie the Pooh in 1961 and transferred those rights to Disney in exchange for ongoing royalty payments. Now, the Schlesingers had sued Disney in 1991, alleging that the company had cheated them out of hundreds of millions of dollars in profits that the company had earned from the character. A subsequent lawsuit was brought against the Schlesingers in 2002 by the granddaughters of Pooh author A.A. Milne and illustrator E.H. Shepard. That suit attempted to use U.S. copyright laws to have the rights to the characters returned to the family. That claim was thrown out Thursday. Although Disney was not party to the recent lawsuit, the company did agree to pay the granddaughter's legal fees if they would agree in turn to assign any rights they won over to Disney. Now, if you're confused yet, let me know. Really? <laughs> um, that, now This includes the rights to uh, not just what they use in the parks, but also toys, DVDs, computer games, clothing, anything else with the poo. The Disney market's with the poo. Uh, which uh, is brand, a lot of stuff. Which is a lot of stuff. Now, while the, claim, well, the Schlesinger family claims that this clears the way for, quote, billions of dollars in compensatory and general damages, lawyers for Disney were downplaying the verdict, citing instead that they had won a major victory against the Schlesingers in 2004 when a state court judge ruled that the original 1991 lawsuit for breach of contract, was thrown out of court, citing misconduct on the part of the Schlesinger family. The judge in that case accused the family of trying to gain an edge in the litigation by stealing confidential Disney documents from the company's trash, then lying and altering court papers to cover it up. Now, last Friday, a lawyer representing the Schlesinger said that the most recent court ruling would open the way for the family to pursue damages as high as $2 billion against Disney. This has just been ugly, ugly, ugly for years. And you think about Pooh, you know, this cute character and happy, happy, happy. And behind the scenes, these guys are just ripping each other apart.
3: And you know who's making money on this? Is the lawyers. Who's oh, it? yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, think I don't
0: think Disney's hurting either.
3: Well, but from these lawsuits, the only people oh, yeah. who have seen any money so far are the lawyers.
2: All I ever inherited was an old rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever left me rights. Well,
3: actually,
0: the uh, Schlesinger family, I believe um, their, uh, the reason they inherited this was because their father, their grandfather, was the literary agent. Um, and he had gotten the rights from, I guess, A.A. A. Milne. Why well, he didn't leave it to his own people, I don't know, but um, it's just been a very, it's a very, very, very nasty lawsuit. Yeah. It's a very nasty lawsuit. So,
4: The poo's going poo, to hit the fan, huh?
3: Yeah. <laughs> but, um. Oh, man.
1: $2
4: billion, that's going to get stretched out into $2 billion. 2010, 2015. They're not going to be paying that very quick.
0: Well, And in the top news story this week, the Associati- Associated Press reports that the Florida State Attorney General has decided not to file charges against Michael Fetalum, a Disney cast member who was accused of hitting a teenager last January at the Disney MGM Studios. Fetalum, who works as a Disney character playing Tigger, was at the center of a major controversy last month when a family from New Hampshire videotaped what they claim was Tigger hitting their 14-year-old son, quote, on or about the head, end quote. Park officials suspended the 31-year-old Fedelum pending an investigation, and it is not known whether he has yet returned to work. So I mean, it doesn't make any. It doesn't surprise me that you know they're not going to press criminal charges, and I had heard rumors that they had actually dropped the uh, the civil suit as well.
5: Yeah, um, I, re- I saw that on
2: the news too. Everybody's looking for their fifteen minutes of fame. Yeah,
0: and their fifteen million dollars. <laughs> exactly. You know? And uh, so I'm glad, I, and I just hope I hope that this guy wasn't fired or or. No. Terminated. I,
4: I have information that he wasn't fired. No. He was just a good waiting. authority or They're that just everywhere? waiting for this
5: to, to clear
0: a, up. To, to blow over. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know, well, the Associated Press and, and the article reported that uh, their, their, their phone calls to Disney to inquire about his employment status were never returned. So
4: uh,
0: um, yeah. it's interesting. But okay, next up, we're going to do our roundtable rapid fire. And for those of you who missed it last week, we decided to add this segment in order to give everyone a quick overview of what's happening in and around Orlando. Now, we started this based on feedback that some folks found the show a little long, so we thought this would be a good way to give you some uh, information more quickly. Uh, Also, we're going to make one other change starting next week uh, to our show. Now, the show is going to continue to be available in its full length like it is now, both on our website and on iTunes, but we're also going to start taking the individual segments and making these individual segments available so you can uh, both on our site and on iTunes. So you can select which segments you want to listen to, if you don't have time to sit and listen to the whole show. Now, what I think is funny is since last week when I mentioned that some people had complained about the length of the show, we've gotten quite a few emails from people saying they don't think it's long enough.
1: <laughs>
0: so you can't it's, please everybody. It's you know I'm trying here, guys. I'm I'm, I'm dancing as fast as I can. But uh, so we're going to go ahead and start off with our uh, with with rap. Oh, you know actually, well I'm well I'm well we're talking about iTunes. I don't know how many of you folks that are listening now uh, heard our podcast when it first launched last June. Um, We were doing a very different format when we first started. Uh, We were uh, working with two great radio professionals, Gordon McAdams and Nancy Quill from uh, from Boston. Uh, The format was not what people uh, wanted, unfortunately. It was
5: very scripted.
0: It was very scripted, and so um, we ultimately obviously changed over to the roundtable format, but uh, there's a lot of there's a few uh, reviews on iTunes from the old days that don't reflect the show, and uh, I'm just going to encourage everybody: if you enjoy the show, uh, please go head on out to iTunes and, uh, and and give us a review. If you don't enjoy the show, please be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, if you if you enjoy the show, I'd appreciate it if you can go give us a. We've got some good reviews up there now. I'd like to put some more up there that actually reflect the show. So, with that, we're going to go ahead and start with our roundtable rapid fire. And this week, we're going to start with Kevin.
2: Okay. I Disney has announced a new honeymoon registry. Couples who are getting married can now register with Disney for things like experiences, uh, dinners, or just gift cards to help pay for their honeymoon if they'd like to honeymoon at Disney. For instance, if you want to give somebody a quick gift, you can go on and... For anybody who's registered, give them a dinner at Victoria and Alberts, and that would be your wedding gift. Mm. I think it's a great idea. Great idea.
0: Surprised they haven't done that sooner.
5: Corey, what do you got? The um, all sports today. The Atlanta Braves are doing their spring training at Disney's Wide World of Sports from February twenty eighth through March twenty ninth. Uh, tickets are on a first come first serve basis. Uh, they range anywhere from fourteen dollars to twenty two fifty per person. Some of the opponents, they'll be playing um, L.A. Dodgers, Houston Astros, New York Yankees, St. Louis Cardinals, Detroit Tigers, Go Yankees. Cleveland Indians, and New York Mets. So that's uh, that'll be starting soon. Also, ESPN the weekend, March 2nd through the 4th. Um, that's taking place at MGM Studios. We have all the details on the website.
0: Great, and we'll make sure we have uh, links to all that in our show notes this week. Mrs. Martin.
1: <laughs> I'm going to talk about St. Patrick's Day. Um, Walt Disney World has a, I- Pe- oh, a St. <laughs> Patrick's Party at Pleasure Island. I'm um, having a tongue twister day too, Peter. St. Patrick's Party at Pleasure Island. It's March 15th, 16th, and 17th um, from 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. Um, they'll have leprechauns, stilt walkers, live bands, and DJs. And they'll also show um, artists from Ireland their music videos, I guess, on their big screen. Mm-hmm um club admission is not required to attend and then also at universal city walk um they celebrate saint patrick's day with an annual sham rock and roll which is held at pat o'brien's and they have traditional irish food live rock bands leprechauns as well and drink specials as well
4: great mr varley pete i got uh, the star wars weekends uh dates have been announced it's a popular event that happens and uh The dates are June 1st through 3rd. They're on the weekends, Uh, June 8th through 10th, 15th through 17th, and 22nd through 24th. So the whole month of June on the weekends, Friday through Sunday, the events go on. We have information on the website that lists what happened last year. We haven't got that information yet, but as soon as we find it, we'll put it up on the site too.
0: Great. Thank you, Bob. All right, I want to tell you about uh, Disney Vacation Club and the pre-sale that's going on right now over at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. That is going to be the new location for the next uh, Disney Vacation Club property. And uh, they're saying that these units are going to be uh, larger than your average DVC accommodations. And most of the one-bedroom units are going to be accommodating five people. Uh, there will be a new restaurant, some interactive water play, and a brand-new savanna uh, specifically for Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I know they're doing some some interesting sale promotions right now, but you have until February twenty eighth. Not much longer. Uh, if you want to get in on the, uh, you want to be one of the early birds on that. I can't say enough about Disney Vacation Club. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely worth every dime. If you're if you're questioning whether or not it's worth it, it absolutely is. And I think you'll be hard pressed to find a DVC member that won't uh, won't back that up. So we have a lot of information on the site about that. But if you're interested in Animal Kingdom Lodge villas. Uh, Pre-sale ends February 28th. John.
3: I have a couple of Disney Cruise Line points, a couple of uh, pieces of information from Disney Cruise Line. First, both Panama Canal repositioning cruises for the summer of 2008 are officially sold out. Um, No more space available on either one of those sailings. Now, it's very early. So if you're worried about getting on that ship, I'm sure that availability is going to open up as people start to have uh, second thoughts about spending that much money. So don't worry about being on that ship. Uh, Disney Cruise Line is rolling out a new fleet of buses for guests who book the DCL transfers. Um, these buses are following the Disney Cruise Line um, color scheme a little bit more closely, the black, yellow, and, and red uh, Color painting scheme, but most importantly, they're going to have portholes instead of regular windows on. It them. looks
5: really cool. It does yeah, like they look
3: really cool. So we're going to try to get some pictures up on the. And we site actually do have one up there. Yeah, we have one up there right yeah, now. So. There right now. It's,
5: an, it's an official Disney photo. Yeah. I
3: was just going to say, I didn't know if we could use that one or not, but
5: as long as it's copyrighted we, and we make it clear that it's copyrighted Disney, it's fine.
3: It's very cool looking bus. The Cove Cafe has removed the computer terminals. Really. Yep. There's not going to be any more set computers in the Cove Cafe. What they're going to have is uh, laptops that you can use. Oh. There's no choice. There's no uh, uh, cost for the laptops, but it's also going to be their wireless spot as well. So, And finally, guests staying in the concierge-level staterooms, categories 1 through 3, will have robes provided for children ages 4 to 8. <gasps> That's so cute. Isn't that cute? The girls will have pink robes, and the boys will have aqua. If the kid's too old or too big for a child robe, they can have an adult robe. Wow.
1: I like that. That's Great. one of my favorite parts of vacation.
3: The robe? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> I are, love the robe.
3: You are a Cory ch- <laughs> Corey, Corey, Corey doesn't take you too many places, <laughs> does Man. I should be running around at home all naked and whatnot, oh, wow. cold.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now I have two robes at home. Uh, okay.
0: <laughs> all right, and right. That'll wrap it up for this week's uh, Roundtable Rapid Fire. Thank you, guys. And with that, we're going to move on to uh, our, our the first installment of a, a new segment that we're going to run every so often called "Send Bob to the Parks." This is where you tell us what you want us to go find out for you, what you want, what you would like us to research for you, and then we make Bob go out into the parks and do it. And I'd like to see some real creative suggestions from our listeners uh, for things that we can ask Bob to go into the parks and find out for us. So. Uh, Bob, this week we, uh, we we wanted to know about Fort Wilderness and why don't you tell us what you've learned.
4: Yeah, I was over there and I, I found out a lot of stuff. Uh, number one, the most important thing is this books very quickly. They're very busy. You can book 500 days out. It's recommended that you book 500 days out. Yeah. If you have some, there's a lot of people there that... Go every year at certain times, like Christmas time, or the, for the whole month, or even the whole winter.
2: They they'll book a, a site. You're talking about the campsites, right? The campsites, Fort wilderness campsites, and, the,
4: and and the cabins too. They they sell out rather quickly too. So, uh, I can't stress that enough.
0: That if you're planning to camp, if you're planning to right. use a camper or an RV or a tent, you have to do that. You really should use every day of that 500 day window. Right.
4: If if you have a set date that you want and you want to be there for Christmas, get on the phone. That's an airplane. That's an airplane.
1: How we're weird. Hearing. Oh, that's weird. How
0: weird that we're picking that up. I may even leave that in the show. <laughs> <laughs> an airplane's flying overhead and we're picking up. Its
4: yeah, we picked up the signal. Uh, going back, another thing that I found out that I wasn't aware of is there's... Free, no, not free, there's internet service at the campgrounds. Uh, they have three sites. There's a, a wireless connection right where you check in. There's also another place, It's they call it an Internet Cafe, that's right there. As you check in, you can go and plug in your internet. And then they also have over at the restaurant, uh, down near the
3: Hoop-Dee-Doo Review,
4: they have a wireless hotspot if you have a cabin all of those have a direct connect Oh really? All the cabins have direct connect. And if you have a to get internet connection direct connect on campsites for like some of the RVs you have to do the preferred campsites.
0: So the preferred campsites those have direct ones, connect as right.
4: well. And it's a 995 charge per day. But, you know, who would have thought years ago that uh You could hook up an Internet connection at a campground. I wanted to go over the different types of seasons that they have. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their value season, they consider January 1st to February 14th. July 29th to November 15th, those are the value season. And for a campsite, it's about $41. That's what's listed right now.
0: Now, I I don't do a lot of camping. Um, Do we know if that's a... a a reasonable it's, price? Is that high? That's Is that-
3: expensive for camping. You Is it? are yeah. so looking at the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of camp- those
4: campgrounds, depending on the amenities, I mean, you have to look at the amenities when you're paying the $41. Yeah, yeah. For a campsite with a partial hookup, it's $41. And partial hookup considers water and electricity mm-hmm. on the hookup. A campsite with a full hookup, which has sewer involved with it too, that's forty six dollars a night, which you know if you're in an rV at a at a good campgrounds with all the amenities you have you have the campfire for Chippendale the movie at night you have the the big pool there's two pools in the area that's that's a value you know and you're at Disney you're right there
0: now river country is no longer open
4: river country's closed that's an area that is for future development.
0: And that was really cool too. Yeah. I love that. That was that great.
4: The problem with the river country was it was connected to the lake. And the water in the lake there's a bacteria that that grows in the lake in Florida. Oh. And they had trouble dealing with the bacteria. And with the low levels of water that at, when we went through the droughts a few years back, mm-hmm. that was part of the situation too and it just you know it it didn't work out. It's
5: so. a shame because River Country had a nice history. It they was the, really first, it was did. the yeah. first water park. You know? I, yeah,
4: I foresee something else going there somewhere down down the road.
5: But it was never
0: designed really to be another water park. It was designed to be the pool for yeah, uh, right. for right. wilderness. But, and it just became so popular too that I, it was always crowded whenever. It also, I went over was there.
2: a great deal of upkeep. It was all wood, so yeah. it looked old fashioned. And the weather here in Florida really can take its toll on that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So it was a lawsuit waiting to happen. Come on, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you, you
2: sharp edges, and, and you, you can't,
5: can't see like as far <laughs> as sharp <life> edges, bacteria. <laughs> what could go wrong? As far as the yeah. lifeguards go, you can never see the bottom, right? Because it was so yeah, so murky.
2: That bacteria. That's why you never see anybody swimming. But besides the fact there's stuff in the water that will eat you, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, alligators and things,
0: piranhas.
2: The
4: the preferred campsites are fifty five dollars a night, and that includes the water, electric, sewer, and the cable. Hook up, so but I think they hit you for another nine ninety five on top of that. You just have the ability to hook in to cable if you want from there. But you can hook it up, but if you want to watch it, it's ten dollars more. Yeah, they charge you more. (laughs) So it's like
0: that's Disney for you. There you go.
4: So their regular season runs from April fifteenth to July twenty eighth, and I'll go quickly on that. Fifty eight dollars for the partial, sixty nine for a full hookup, and the preferred is seventy five dollars.
2: For those of you not from Boston, Bob is saying the word partial. Partial.
0: <laughs> well, earlier when he, first, when he first got here and we were talking, he was talking about the God Shack. And I'm like, God has a shack? How much does Disney
4: pay him? <laughs> yeah, really?
0: What does that? that set him back?
4: I just want to set a few things straight here. Number one, this is all the time I get this. It isn't just on the podcast. It's Every day. They make fun oh, of my we accent. we love his accent. It's, and, very, it's, it's,
0: it's It's part of Bob's charm. Yes. Excuse other, me. It's part of his charm.
2: His charm. The <laughs> other thing is it's Bob Varley right. with a V. Yeah, yeah we're not gonna Bob get, Marley. We're going to get to that. <laughs> we're going
0: we're gonna to get to
4: that. Okay. So uh, that's regular season. Peak season is February 15th to April 14th. And the rates go 67, 79, and 85 for a
3: preferred campsite.
2: Okay, now that's expensive. Yeah, well, but it's okay. still—I
1: mean, it's still, cheaper than a, yeah. you know a normal resort, right?
3: Right, it's absolutely cheaper than a normal, resort, right. But you're driving your hotel room. I mean, well, I mean, if you enjoy that, that that's you
1: know that's the, fine. Uh, but
3: right. but if you have
4: an RV, and that's not unreasonable for for what you get, really. So and then then there's a pre-holiday season they consider November 16th to 19th, and. That's not a bad rate, uh, 45 for the partial, uh, 50 for the full hookup, and 58 for the preferred campsites. So that's between November and December. And finally, hold on to your hats, folks. Holiday season is December 20th through the 31st. And uh, partial hookup, partial.
2: (laughs) He can't even do it when he tries.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Those those elusive
4: R's. $78 Seventy-eight dollars for the that hookup, <laughs> ninety-one
2: for a full hookup,
4: and, and it's ninety-six dollars for a preferred
2: hookup. Uh, there they are. Yeah, extra I, can, I can get the eyes,
0: and you know, I, I'm, and I'm not one. I, I really can't criticize anybody too much for dropping their R's. Being from uh, being from northern New Jersey, I have a habit of water park.
3: Now, one of the things about the campsites is that people really get into um, decorating and being a part of sort of the festivities. If you go over there at Christmas... People go nuts. It's outrageous. Yeah. They some really, really need stuff. They they decorate. So it's it's a different feel than just having a hotel room. That's for sure.
0: And, and personally, I think the the best part of Fort Wilderness has got to be the deer Review. Oh, I love that. Um, I love the deer Review. And I know that some people don't like the food they serve there. I think those chicken and ribs are so good. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. could. I, I mean, it's. I, I love it. I absolutely love it
2: over there. I the best too. part the golf carts.
4: Yeah, I looked into the golf carts, too. If you have a campsite and, you know, some of the people that come and stay for a long period of time, they actually have a tow vehicle and they have their own golf carts that they bring with them. But I inquired about that, and it's about $50 a day to rent one of those, to blast around. And that's something that you need to know when you're at the campgrounds. You're not going to be able to get in your car. Car. From from (laughs) vehicle, (laughs) your your mode of transportation, and drive around the campgrounds. It just they don't allow it. You have to leave it on site, and you take the bus. They have two buses, and they go opposite directions and different loops. And I never could understand the loop thing, but uh, so you get on to go up to the to get the bus to go to the theme parks. And uh, so your transportation is limited. So a golf cart, you can take it, drive it from your site, leave it up by where the boat docks, and and go to the Magic Kingdom or the transportation center, and then come back, you know, just lock it, take the key, and, and do that. So that's how you really get around those two transportations. Uh, and it's very important that you understand that. Okay. Uh, there's other stuff. I was talking to a girl, and they have a, a, a restaurant, and uh, it's all you can eat. It's a breakfast. They have a breakfast bra- a buffet. It was really good the time we did yeah. that. Is that the backyard barbecue? No, that's this is separate. Uh, just give me a second, and I'll, I'll pull it up. Um, oh, is it Trails End?
0: Trails End. Trails End. Yeah, Trails End Buffet. It, yeah. That's it.
4: And we've, we've, we've gone been there. to that. And we had mixed reviews on it when we went there that time but it's it's a bargain uh for breakfast for an adult it's 11.99 for a child three to
2: nine it's 7.99
0: that's got to be the cheapest buffet on property i
2: I have to uh, tell you it was (laughs) the most unusual assortment of food we went for dinner and the food was good but it was like it was really an unusual assortment of food on a buffet yeah
4: well I, I, i have some of the items uh once i get through the pricing uh, for breakfast, uh, scrambled eggs, omelets. You can get Mickey waffles, sausage, bacon, hash browns, cereals, yogurts, the regulars. So that's a that's a fairly good price for for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And and then lunch is twelve ninety nine for an adult and eight ninety nine for a child three to nine. And then the dinner is seventeen ninety nine and nine ninety nine. Wow, that's really reasonable. Right after can, going to. Uh, Liberty Tree Tavern, Ugh. you know, paying $28. And, for, that,
0: for that swill. Yeah.
4: So it, there's a lot of good stuff there. And some of the items on the, on the at least the dinner, they have barbecued ribs, fried chicken. There's a carved meat every night. They have peel and eat shrimp. Uh,
0: I haven't eaten yet today. <laughs> pasta.
4: Sorry. Veggies, salad bar, soup, and desserts. So it, it's it's a good mix,
2: and the uh,
3: restaurant's open to everybody. It's not yeah. just so you don't just have to stay at the campground the campground to go there. So, that's but only.
2: again, it's it's an event. Getting to it, you have to yeah, park the really car in the main parking lot and get on one of those buses that Bob was talking right. about. You can't drive up to it. Right. Yeah. You have to park the car in the parking lot out by where you
4: check in, and and take the bus in. And for people that do want to do that, or people that are going to the Hoop-Dee-Doo review. They need to know a lot of trans- transportation time because it does take a good half hour from the parking lot to get there. I love the Hoop-Dee-Doo review. You love it, too. I agree. I, agree. I agree. I think a, it's a great show. It's a great take, and uh, if you haven't experienced it, you really should look into it. We have information on the website that you can go We're to. We're going
0: to have a lot of um, a lot of this information or links to a lot of information uh, on the show notes as well this week. So.
2: Yeah. It's really a legend at Disney World. Yeah. So. Did what? you know it's the longest-running dinner theater in the world? Is it really? No, I did not know I that. I did know that. I did.
4: Another thing about Fort Wilderness, one of the things I like to tell people, if, if you're in the theme park for the day like the Magic Kingdom and you need a break, go down to the boat and take the boat to Fort Wilderness. and just It's a relaxing ride. It lets the kids relax a little bit. If you want to do any of those, that, that dinner or lunch or something and then go see the there's some animals up there by the Hoop-Dee-Doo re- Review. They have a petting zoo. They have the petting zoo. But they also have the horses that uh, walk up and down Main Street. That's where they take care of them. And uh, there's a blacksmith shop that takes care of them up there. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And it's, you know, you got the Chippendale at night with the campfire. And that's every night, and they have a movie every night.
0: It's an outdoor movie. Outdoor correct?
4: movie, right? That is Chippendale, not the Chippendales. Chippendale, <laughs> right? Right. And I park the car in the parking lot. Uh, yeah. Boom. Uh, the pool is open twenty four hours. The ce- the central pool is it? Yeah. And uh, so it gives you know people. The campground's atmosphere, that they can go swim whenever they want. So. So
2: the, the movie outside, is there's no charge for that either, from right. what I understand. And they make s'mores at the campfire. Right. Mm. And then there's a the wagon ride every night, too. There's two wagon rides, and it, when it fills up,
4: it takes off and does its thing. So, you know, people that love camping, it's a great time. I can't th- it, I can't think you would I, have
0: a better experience camping anywhere else, no, honestly. Th- I mean, so this it's like opened, it was an elaborate campground in the world. Right.
4: This for- opened in 1971 when they
2: disney world open and it's just a great time for those of you it's another great idea for those who are on a budget if you're looking for something to do at night that doesn't cost anything you can take your kids to that outdoor movie where chip and dale will be and they'll make s'mores so it's a character interaction so that, it's
0: not necessarily you don't necessarily have to be staying
2: no you at, don't have to be a guest the camp- at the no. resort it's open to everybody and i think that's a great idea for people who are looking for something to do that doesn't really cost anything
0: now even if you're staying off property I mean,
2: well, I, I don't. They don't. Well, uh, they've never ID'd anybody. I don't know that they would want us telling people that it's open up to the the whole public. But.
3: Technically, you can't get on Disney transportation without a resort ID. How many times have we been on the monorail or, yeah. you know, without a resort ID? But technically, that's for resort guests only. Take that for whatever value you want to take it. Right. At. So yeah, wink, wink.
2: It's only for resort
4: guests.
3: Yeah. Wink, wink. wink. wink, wink, wink. <laughs>
4: but it's a great time, you know, and, and it's something that the kids can do. And it's, you know, plus the thing about the break, just take the boat back and forth. It's like a 45-minute ride, which gives you time to relax. And that's my report today. Well, I'm going to have some pictures. Uh, we'll get them up hopefully this week. Uh, I had a few technical things on that. But we'll work on it and update the uh Photo gallery.
0: Well, that was, a, that was a great report, Bob. I really appreciate it, nice. and uh, thanks for that. All right, and with that, we're going to do our listener emails. And uh, apparently we have, uh, we have a couple of uh, fans uh, down under. We received a another email this week from Simone and Rachel Tucker in Melbourne, Australia, who write, I was just listening to your latest podcast and was so happy to hear an email from a fellow Aussie. I also live in Australia, and myself and my twin sister are both Walt Disney World nuts. We're coming over for a visit in May and can't wait. Likewise, I likewise agree that there is absolutely nothing in Australia in the way of Disney advertising and travel information. If it weren't for your podcast, your website, and the Diz boards, we wouldn't have a clue. Luckily, I found these planning aids, and I give you full credit for helping us plan our trips and keeping us up to date with everything Disney. Without you, we would be totally blind. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From another Down Under fan, we love you, Simone and Rachel Tucker, Melbourne, Australia. We try. These are really just making my my month, people. These are really just making my month. I love to to hear things like this. It makes me feel really good. We work real hard at this, and it's nice to know that um, the basis for our site, the the reason that I started the Diz in the first place 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, um, was strictly and solely for no other reason than just to share my passion for Disney and and. Uh, do something creative with it and it's expanded to what it is and, and that we have people literally on the other side of the earth that are listening to us it just blows my mind <laughs> it just blows i don't know for matter. i've been doing this for so long and it still just it still tickles me so really happy to hear that and please let us know when you're going to be in town maybe you can join us here on the show and uh, give us uh, give us some of your perspective on uh, what it's like to be a, a disney fan in australia and what the experience coming to the United States uh, is like. Uh, I think we'd really enjoy hearing that. So thanks very much, and we're going to have some stuff sent out to you guys. And, uh, Julie, you have an email you'd like to read.
1: Um, this one is from Leanne, no last name. Um, she says, I've recently started listening to your podcast and have really enjoyed it. With living in Texas and a daughter in elementary school, I don't get to Walt Disney World as often as I'd like. But listening to your discussions allows me to enjoy Walt Disney World vicar- vicariously through you. There was a comment in this week's podcast that someone wanted you to shorten your broadcast as they were running long. I really hope that you don't. I listen to the podcast during my drive to and from work and would miss filling in all that time with the shortened podcast. Your discussions, even if long, which doesn't bother me, provide a lot of information and detail that other podcasts do not. Often I learn something of interest when you guys are just feeding off of each other in your roundtable discussions. Keep up the good work, and I look forward to next week's episode. Leanne.
0: Great. Well, thank you very much, Leanne. That's uh, that's nice to hear. Yeah,
1: very positive.
0: And we got yeah, we got all 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 uh, complimentary emails. I I really love some questions, guys. If you have questions for us or things you'd like us to talk about, uh, suggestions, things like that, you want you want to send Bob someplace? This really really love to hear. Actually, we've just added a uh, we've just added a feedback form on the podcast uh, show notes page. Yeah, make Make a little easier. Make it a little easier for you guys to uh, to talk to us and. um, Uh, A real nice one that we got, uh, John is going to read.
3: Hi, everyone. Just wanted to drop a quick line to let you know I enjoy the show. With so many Disney podcasts now available, I really enjoy the roundtable discussions you all have as a group, tips on travel, and just the casualness of the show. I look forward to more. Myself and a friend also have a Disney pod video podcast. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, I welcome you to come on over. We are, of course, on a more comedy or variety show of things, but we have a good time anyway. Um, we also just dropped the Diz Unplugged into the credits on our show. And this is from Lou, who has beyondmainstreet.com.
0: And I, I went and took a look at Beyond Main Street, uh, watched a few of their episodes. They're very funny. They're really very entertaining. And I got to say, the uh, although I mentioned this to, to Lou in, a, in my response to his email, that I was really impressed with the... Uh, um, the, the, the quality of what they were doing with their video, he, he seemed to think it wasn't that big a deal. And they're doing green screen. They're doing, I mean, they're doing a lot of neat stuff. And uh, I think they could teach me a thing or two about, uh, about video production. It's something I'm, I'm kind of teaching myself as, we, as I go along. But uh, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I encourage, encourage everybody to please go out and take a look uh, at Beyond Main Street uh, Vidcast. We're going to include a link to that in our show notes as well this week. So uh, we'd love to hear from you folks. You can go ahead and send us a, an email through the uh, show notes page at uh, podcast.wdwinfo.com. Had to stop and think what the URL was. Uh, or, of course, you could go ahead and send us an email, uh, podcast at ww.info.com. And with that, that's going to close the show for the week. We're
3: not going to talk about Bob Marley?
0: Oh, wait. I forgot. I forgot. Yes. That's uh, right. I have a fan. Bob, go ahead. Bob has a fan. Go ahead, Bob. Uh,
4: This is from Heather, and she just recently discovered the podcast, and she's super psyched. And she heard you introduce Bob Marley uh, as one of the members (laughs) of the (laughs) roundtable. And she says she's addicted to the comedy channel on XM and have heard a comedian by the same name. Am I the, Are you the same Bob? Uh, unfortunately, no. Uh, if so, that would have been cool, but obviously it's not cool anymore. Uh, <laughs> now it's just creepy. It's just creepy. <laughs> but she does say that I crack her up, and she loves my stories, and I seem to have a fan. So
1: That's very exciting, uh, that Bob. Very I'm
4: excited.
3: It's oh. Bob Varley with a V. With yeah. a V. V, <laughs> v like
4: Victor. Victor.
3: V-A-R-R.
4: Like L E Y.
0: I I just think it's funny cuz Bob's son, uh Bob's son Brian is a huge huge Bob Marley fan. Yeah. And
4: uh he gets that all the time.
3: It's so. it's amazing. Bob is the antithesis of Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Bob is as part of the uh polar opposite of, yeah. of Bob Marley. <laughs> going as you could, bald.
4: Yeah. I have no Dreadlocked. Dreadlocked. And
3: absolutely no rhythm. Right, I have no rhythm.
0: And I don't think Bob has ever smoked a joint in his life. So... (laughs) 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 And with that, folks, that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next Tuesday. We hope you all have a great week.